And welcome back to another episode of the Tutorials, boys. We're back from our long uh, break. Feels like two weeks now. Um, but yeah, we've missed out on a lot of stuff, and we actually just got some big news at this mo at this uh, at this moment. So we're gonna be talking about the big uh, thing with Warner Brothers uh, canceling a lot of their projects, and we're also gonna be talking about Phase Five and Six of Marvel that was announced at Comic Con. So we will be talking about. Obviously, we'll be talking about the Warner Brothers stuff first, because that is the freshest thing on our minds. And the Marvel stuff will be a more of a quick rundown. But yeah, but yeah, no, this is a very, you know, interesting topic right now. Usually, stuff like this is very unheard of. And Joy, you, you have more a little bit more knowledge of, like, the film industry, or at least uh, understanding of how things go around. So, we'll, we'll start off with this. So... Give us an ex uh, tell us what exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, so Warner Brothers uh, Discovery, because you know, um, they were it was a merger with I believe uh, AT&T, Time Warner or something, AT&T I think. Mm. Uh, but then uh, you know they, they sort of decided to sell off you know Warner Brothers to Discovery, and now they they've sort of merged and uh, you know new management been uh, installed or whatever. And yeah, it's a very interesting situation because um, yesterday, at, at least at the time of this recording, uh, just there was a lot of like news dropping of uh, various projects that were being done by at Warner Brothers that were just canceled. I think the biggest of, of all of them is uh, the Batgirl movie. Um, which was gonna have Michael Keaton come back as Batman, sort of mentoring a new, you know, the Batgirl. Mm. I believe that was sort of the plot of the movie, and I th and they canceled it, even though the movie had already reached post production. So all they were really doing was fixing up visual effects and you know all that stuff. Like you know, there was no no more to be done. It was like pretty much probably about ninety percent done. If you were to like. <laughs> put a movie on a progress bar so to just suddenly can it and then uh coming out is like uh they're gonna they, uh, the production will be written off as a tax like write off to save money and and that's what a lot of these projects are being sort of put like uh i think there was gonna be a uh, sequel to the scoob movie mm -hmm. that was also getting canned and was also very near done uh, so a lot of projects that no, like not that... just not just movie but TV wise because I I remember hearing that um close enough which is kind of, which if you guys have ever seen regular show is that but I feel a little more adult <laughs> like uh yeah very like more... not not hiding the adult uh, themes yeah it's more like uh yeah it's uh yeah it is a because regular show I think mm -hmm. was definitely more of a teen show when you really think about it but this is definitely yeah mm. it, yeah i get what you mean um but yeah it, it's it's kind of a crazy looking at sort of how uh what's going down with uh that girl yeah because the thing about like i think the main like big thing about stuff like you know with Batgirl is that uh it's not being released uh, in theaters or on hbo max it's just they're just you know straight up just not gonna release the movie like it's done, like it, it's pretty crazy because like most of the time like if there's ever a movie that has ever been like made and never like released it usually comes from like smaller studios or like an independent project, like um, stuff the stuff that you know isn't like you could see not coming out yeah like. To me, like the like, I guess the more like the biggest famous example of a movie being made and is just never coming out was the uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. Mm -hmm. But uh, half of the reason was to just like they were gonna lose their rights, so they wanted to make a movie and then write the ta like, write it down as a tax off, you know, like ta you know, and so that way they could at least keep the rights because be mm -hmm. and they'll be like, hey, we made the movie, but you know, we didn't release it, so we can still keep the rights to it. You know, to the film rights mm -hmm. to the, to the Fantastic Four. This is completely different because that movie was definitely like more or less intentionally bad. 
Yeah, it was cheap as heck. <laughs> yeah, like, they they did not put money into that movie at all. Here, like, there was money put into it, you know, like, and I think half Actors of, were in it. Yeah, like, like... Famous actors kind of stuff. Yeah, like, everything was, you know, like I said, like, it, the movie was more or less almost done. Yeah. Like, just in post-production, finishing up visual, visual effects and stuff, and to just go out and be like, yeah, we're just not going to release it. We're not going to put it on streaming, we're not going to release it in theaters. Uh, and I think... There's been, like, two major reasons uh, popping up that I've been seeing uh, on the internet. Uh, one is from the, uh, I think, the studio heads being like, oh, it's not, like, a big enough movie, you know, like, like I think it was like... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, th- that that thought process, but yeah. Yeah, and, like, the other one is, of course, like, you know, they'd rather, like, save the money, you know, from not releasing it and trying to write it down as a tax write-off, which I have looked up. Uh, if they do go down that route... They legally can't release that movie, you know. Really? Like, like, straight up, you know, they just can't, like, send that movie out. So, basically, the Batgirl is potentially going to become lost media when you think about it. Which is, like... I think, like, the biggest reason, I think, why it's such a big deal is because it's a DC movie. Yes. It's a superhero movie in the... In the time where superhero movies are more or less, like, not guaranteed money, but people are, like, the mainstream audience is is interested in it. Mm-hmm. And, two, it's based off a of Batman property. Yeah. Like, Batman is in the top three most popular superheroes. Him and all his ensemble, right? Mm-hmm. So, it is beyond, like, strange... Mm-hmm. That Warner Brothers Discovery decides, like, that they they don't see it as making enough money to just be like, all right, let's just not release it. Then. Which is so weird because like when you're talking about like the the fact that they see they see it as like not a movie that is gonna like that would do well in either form. I I call bullshit on that, dude. For one, you you have an audience. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're not going to get money. You might not get enough money as you want it to be, but you're going to get money out of it. Because Batman itself sells. And you know what people tend to want to see as well as Batman? The rest of the Bat family. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like, I mean, granted, I, 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 I feel like people don't talk about it as much, but... Uh, yeah, I feel like people want to see more of the Bat family. They want to see, say, Nightwing. We, they want Red Hood. You know, Robin, obviously, we like, let's get, like, let's try another live-action Robin, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they, like, you know, the last time they did it, w- it was a little weird. But, I mean, you know, times have changed. We, come on, let's add, like, a live-action Robin. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, like, and, start building up the Bat family. because And I don't know if it's because the the studio heads, because, like, let's, we all know, like, the people in charge aren't really the biggest comic book fans. Or, or like, um, or have an understanding of like what why people like these characters is that you know it takes away from like a lot of like mainstream minds' perception of Batman, like oh he's like the cold brooding one, but like no he has a support system he has friends he has family that's like I think probably one of the big things of Batman is that yeah in the early days he is sort of you know very you know dark brooding but then he finds Robin. And he essentially gains. He has, a he has son. Alfred. He has Alfred. He has. He gets Robin. Like he, you know, the Bat family builds a. You know, he gets a support system where he's like finally realizing, like, hey, you know, maybe this whole dark vengeance thing isn't like good for me. Which is why I really hope that in the Pants and Batman they introduce Robin. Just please. Yeah, because it definitely seems in that movie. It seems like that's sort of the uh, main message at the end. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, yeah, I can't be all dark and vengeance. I gotta inspire hope in in the people of Gotham, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe that's how I'll make change. Not as like you know this brooding vigilante beating people up in the middle of the night, but like giving hope and stuff. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, it's it's super interesting. Like just mm-hmm. when you think about it, because I know there's been arguments uh, online of like some people like I guess saying, oh, the movie's gonna be bad. You know, like, and that's why they didn't release it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can't know that for sure, dude. First, yeah, like, you can't know that for sure. And second, like, we have seen film studios release bad movies. 
Dude, the the one that people keep talking about or comparing this to is like the Morbius. Yeah, because Morbius, like we, you and I have not seen Morbius. We we both refuse to watch that movie. No, I mean to be fair, most people did not watch Morbius. Uh, that movie definitely is not good. I mean, people who have ha- have seen it, you know, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried we, to release it twice. Yeah, because of all the memes of people being like. You know, it's Morbin time. Like, does he actually say Morbin time? I don't know. I didn't see the movie, you know? And, like, all the memes generated, thinking, making Sony think, hey, maybe people will actually like the movie. Let's release it again. And then they barely make any money from the second release. Like... I think it made less money. Yeah, I think it made less money. So, I, mean, I don't know. Like, granted, Sony is very desperate for, like, their own superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially when they have to share it with Marvel, right? Yeah. They share Spider-Man with Marvel, so they try their best to make various other properties mm-hmm. on their own. And, you know, it's various levels of success. You know, Morbius not being the best. Um, but, yeah, like, it's very odd in terms of the big budget uh, movie industry, you know, like mainstream movies, big blockbuster movies to just be like, no, we're not going to release it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, like, it just, it is very sort of like, most movies are investments. Like, you get, like, yeah, the top executives and, like, you get people who invest in the movies to try to make profit off of a movie. But just go ahead and be like, no, nah, we're just not going to do it. You know, that, that like, people lose money. Yes. And that's not what you want. Like, even if, if you release the movie, at least you're gonna try to like make some money back mm-hmm. which is the, always a gamble just just we all know that yeah like that's that's always a thing like uh that's sort of the thing about movies that like yeah oftentimes you know you hope that it's good and you get a good response and you know uh people come watch it but sometimes it's not gonna happen you know mm-hmm. but to say that, like, this is all about, like, quality control, it doesn't seem like the case, especially when it is being, like, billed more as, like, uh, yeah, we're just canceling it and then just gonna write it off to save money. hmm You know, like, if it was all about quality, like, of, like, the movie is just not gonna be good. Yeah. Or, like, they were just getting bad results from it, I feel like they would've... And I feel like it's a talking point from people who, like, are just so used to seeing a lot of bad DC movies. Now, granted, the more recent ones have been spectacular, which is great, which is what you want from, like, a lot of these uh, comic movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you want a variety of quality and a variety of uh, things to, to to go out and see. You don't want it just to be simply Marvel. <laughs> and I've also been seeing, like, people just, like, be, like, very negative about it. Like, you know, you talk, like, people aren't, Aren't be able to put the buttons, same buttons together as the, you know, r- scratch that. Um, by that I mean, people aren't see are who are like, <clears throat> it's like the Zack Snyder stuff, right? The Zack Snyder uh, cut, the mm-hmm. Snyder cut, like it's 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 that exact thing that people kind of are gonna end up wanting, because people are gonna want to see this movie. Now I don't know if we'll have the same effect because of the Snyder cut, because the Snyder cut was like just that was just a, that was just a phenomenon of its own. Yeah, I mean, the main backing with the Snyder Cut, I think it was always, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure half the reason why it happened was because they wanted something, like, a big, like, item for the HBO Max service, Mm -hmm. you know, to compete with, like, all the other streaming services. Like, obviously, I think at the time, Disney had The Mandalorian, you know, and that was huge, and that really helped Disney, plus, uh... Mm -hmm get going so for HBO Max it was like okay we need something that can get a lot of people to subscribe and watch this stuff hey let's you know try to get a you know director's cut or like a like a more like accurate like Zack Snyder version of the Justice League movie that mm-hmm. he was never able he was near never able to finish making or whatever yeah um and yeah it's like it's so bizarre but and, again i think people are just more or less laying that to be like different management because now warner brothers is together with discovery and you know mm-hmm. it's some new people at the helm and 
you know, I, I guess from them, they're like, yeah, we're just not going to, we're just going to cancel these mainly because uh, we don't see any profit reason for it. And I think that's sort of like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to me because looking at like, I think the proposed budget, I think of, um, cause I think I, like I, like I, like I mentioned earlier, like half of like the reason was that it's not a big enough movie. Like, you know, it's not, there's not enough money in it is a bat the Batgirl movie. I think is like, about, gave him a budget like $70 million, mm-hmm. which is small compared, you know, considering that it's a superhero movie. Yeah. But you know what else had a small budget around that way? Uh, the first Deadpool movie. And you know how much money that made? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if it's a whole thing about, like, oh, it's not big enough, uh, it needs more money and stuff to be, like, this big, giant thing, it's like, well, clearly we've had uh, superhero movies with small budgets but still make a shit ton of money because, you know, they're good. Mm -hmm. Like, they, you know, they use that small budget to their advantage and stuff. And, I mean... I didn't, I don't think anyone's expecting the background movie to be about her, like, saving the world. It's just, you know, her, probably her first time being a Batgirl and, like, learning from Bruce and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's just very interesting to me that people are just trying to, like, value, at least the, the studio is like, oh, we're just, like, it's not going to make enough money. You know, we didn't put enough money into it. It's like, well... You know, like, you could have easily maybe add some more reshoots and yeah. all that stuff. It's just, it's it's a very interesting situation at the end of the day. And I think it, because, like, it was so abrupt, because, like, like we just said, it's not just the Bat, the Batgirl movie. It's also the sequel to the Scooby-Doo movie. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff people are worried that, like, the Blue Beetle movie might get Which canned. Which I swear to God, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, because I think I remember they wanted it to be like an HBO Max like TV movie or whatever, but then they like were like no, let's bump it up to the actual. Yeah, movie. yeah, because yeah, originally it was just gonna be an HBO exclusive movie, right? And so because of a lot of fan demand, they're like, no, put this on the big screen. We want to see this on the big screen because that is like one one of the most popular like superheroes in like the recent memory. Uh, specifically, you know, the third one, Luke, uh, Jaime Reyes. Two, like, that's going to be the first le- Hispanic superhero on the screen. That's instant money as well. So, th- we want to see that. We want to see that on the big screen. And it feels like putting it on HBO Max kind of, like, felt very, you know, like, you're not really caring enough. But now that it's bumped up the screen, like, yeah, n- now I feel like it's going to be great. And if you see the set photos, I'm like, Oh, dude, it's so good looking. But now I'm worried. And even the director himself is worried that, like, at any moment, you know, Warner Bros. Discovery could just be like, no. No more Blue Beetle. None of that. Shame on you. And it's going to be, like, it's it's very, like, worrisome. Because this is a movie that I would like to see. A lot of people want to see. A lot of people I know want to see this movie. And if it, we also hear that it's got axed, that's going to be, like, a lot of, like, you know, one, you're losing, like, a lot of support. Two, no, no one really wants to, I doubt anyone wants to be supporting your platform if you're, one, silencing, taking away these movies that we, that, that not only do we want to see, but silencing these artists from doing what they want to do. And, like, I, I don't know. It just seems very worrisome for for aspects for many aspects, and like I don't know what they're thinking. Of course, um, some people are saying maybe it's gonna be bad. Maybe it's good. There's also been like other rumors I've been hearing around. Have you heard of these rumors? The ones with uh, Ezra Miller. Oh, I mean, yeah, the yeah that that whole situation with uh, Ezra Miller and you know uh, his questionable actions. Yeah, very questionable. Yeah, it's just a. That's a whole can of worms, and it's really messing up with the Flash movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's no way they're gonna cancel that because they've already spent, honestly, way too much money on that to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
And, we, and, and there, and I know, like, I mean, the plot of the Flash movie is just straight up Flashpoint, and I'm pretty sure they are wanting to use that as a more or less reset of the mm-hmm. DC movie universe. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that's certainly a way to do it. I mean, I mean, I've had my thoughts about like making a Flash movie, or at least when you know hearing about a Flash movie, I don't immediately think Flashpoint, but uh, I mean, it is probably the most well-known flash movie or flash story yeah outside of like the the main comic book fandom right yeah like if anyone's not into comics but they they probably know about the flashpoint where it's like he goes back in time tries to save his mom then it causes a you know back to the future messed up yeah ripple back to future 2 ripple effect kind of shit yeah so it's like uh uh-oh uh but yeah it's it's all kinds of uh, well, cause, yeah, because the rumor is that one of the main reasons why they're like canceling all these movies and projects, I should say more, uh, say more accurately, is to, and to write them off as tax office to save money from the idea that when the Flash movie eventually comes out, which is next year, they might not be getting the kind of money they want because of how controversial Ezra Miller has been. Yes. I mean, I, that's definitely a potential. Uh, that's that's, that's a, probably a potential possibility. Although I think I've been seeing uh, stuff about. I mean, I guess the explanation being like, yeah, we don't want to make like these big, I guess, budget movies or whatever, and then just only release them on HBO Max. Like that's not our formula anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you know that's certainly a an idea mm. like well that also brings in the question how well has HBO Max been doing yeah because I think that more or less might be maybe a key reason like maybe uh, HBO Max hasn't been doing it as well as uh, Warner Brothers or you know the people who own it have wanted it to I mean again like half the reason why why the Zack Snyder Justice League came out why they did that stuff was because they wanted something for HBO Max to get people in. Um, yeah, because remember there was a whole year where they were just doing like same day releases, and I'm for for a reason. I thought that hey, maybe the maybe that was a good idea. A lot of people, especially at the time, were a little too hesitant to go out into the theaters. So making it like a same day release on HBO Max, same uh, as it says in theaters, made sense. That's how we saw Dune because we didn't have time to go see, you know, it in a theater. But when we went to go see it, it was like, oh wow, that was like a really great movie. Yeah, I mean that's certainly that's that's been an incentive. Obviously, different streaming services have been uh, doing that differently. Like uh, mm-hmm. Disney, well, I mean at the beginning of like you know. 20, well, when all that stuff when 23 mm-hmm. was happening uh, for Black Widow, it was like pay an extra $30 to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You know? And no one liked that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a system that pre- I think everybody really hates because uh, I don't think they've done it anymore now mm-hmm. that like things have calmed down. Uh, they just wait like a couple months like uh, for it to be done in theaters and then put it on Disney Plus, which is nice. Um... But yeah, it's uh, at least what I'm looking at at the moment is that like it seems like a big decision about you know Batgirl being canceled at least is that yeah like they want DC movies to be you know big blockbuster movies with the appropriate budget. But then when I think about it, it's like, but aren't you guys making a Joker too? And that movie was, relatively speaking, a small-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Like... That you released. Yeah, like... I don't know. It's it's just... It's clear that, like, I think probably one of the big reasons why a lot of this is happening is that it's just new management, and they kind of don't really know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's clearly... Because that's what I've been seeing, too. That they just... They got new management, and a lot of it is is very questionable decisions being made so it's like not that far off to believe that they just don't know have any they don't have any idea 
there might be more to it. I'm not sure, but there is. Well, there you go. But like the idea that we're you are like not you're choosing not to release these movies and finding some like weird BS excuse for it is kind of dumb, really. Because like you can release these movies; they have an audience. You you have a Scooby Doo audience. Sometimes there might be guys over thirty, but you know. I mean, those movies are kids' movies. They're they're obviously gonna have an audience. So, yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it's I mean yeah, it's very interesting how mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of these projects and like the main reason for a lot of it is just we just want to save money. But it's like I, I don't know like. I, I know, like, again, I know some you, people are saying that, like, it's because of quality, you know? It's like, oh, these movies were going to be bad anyway, and it's like... You, you can't know that without watching it. Yeah, like, you can, <clears> like, yeah, there's, like, you know, test audiences that say this and that, but, like, my thing is, is that, like, most of the time when, like, new, like, management gets into a studio and, like, they have movies that are getting released and they don't really care much about them, you know, they'll... Do you like, you know, like what happened with New Mutants? Remember that? Yeah. Like that movie was basically done, but then Fox got bought out, bought out by Disney, mm-hmm. and that movie was basically just like put and on the back burner of like. It was in limbo until they finally released it. Uh, was it? Did they release it on Disney Plus or was it on Hulu? I think it was. It was. Was it on Disney Plus? I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I have the time I forget that movie exists. That's the, that's the crazy thing about it. Like eventually that movie came out. I think it did come out, come out in theaters. Mm-hmm. I think, but it was just like a bizarre thing because it had a what's her name, uh, Macy Williams. Yeah, Macy Williams and uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah, like Macy Williams was in that movie, but she had filmed that stuff like a long time ago, basically. Yeah. So it's just like a younger Macy Williams, and then you see her now. It's like. You know, when the movie came, finally came out, it's like, man, yeah, it's bizarre. It was, it was during, like, the last few seasons of Game of Thrones. I remember that. Same thing with Anna Taylor Joy. She looks super, very young in there. And it's kind of sad because they, they think she makes a great magic. She looks the part. And, like, it's, it's, that movie came out, but I don't remember how it came out. That's, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. But I know it came out. I know it made at least some money. That, and that's sort of the thing. It was like Disney got a movie, like an X-Men movie, that they really didn't care about. And they're just like, I mean, we got to take it out somewhere. We can't just, like, leave it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't just, like, put it on, like, a mystery box, on, like, a mystery island kind of shit where no one will find it. But, like, you, you if you put it out, because it's still going to make money. Like, like, New Mutants, there are fans of the X-Men. There are there's a reason why people are clamoring for X-Men stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there's clearly an audience. Batgirl has an audience. She is part of the Bat family. People who are fans of Batman are going to go see that. Especially the diehard comic book fans. And, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, I feel like most film studios do not like to admit failure. And that is... and. You know, the way they admit failure is not releasing a movie. Because that means not only was the movie, for them, it's like, not only are they like, this movie's not going to make money. It's like, oh, okay, we made, just we just didn't get anything done, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, you know, that's like a big stain on, you know, that, that studio where it's like, oh, we, we made a movie. We got all the way through post-production. Like, this movie is basically ready to go. Mm-hmm. But we're just like, nah, it's just not going to work. We're, we're going to... We're willing to like just take the loss rather than like actually try to see if this movie can be put out, you know. Like it's just so interesting. Like I know, like in 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 terms of like, uh, like some people I think I've seen online are trying to compare this to like how TV, like TV shows get a pilot, but then like mm-hmm. they get canned if they're not good, right? Mm-hmm. Like they'll make a pilot, but they won't. Sometimes won't show it. Like, they do, like, a test pilot for, like, the studio or, like, the, you know, the TV sh- uh, mm-hmm. station. And if it it's well, then they show it. And if not, they didn't, you know, they just pull the plug on it. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, why is, like, that such... Why is that, like, people aren't forgetting about that more than what's happening with Batgirl? And it's, like, the main reason, I feel, is well, that... Well, one, it's still not finished. One, it's still not finished. And two, like, a, a pilot is basically just a pitch for, like, a show. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's the general premise of what the show is going to be. With what's happening with Batgirl, that movie was pretty much approved already. They had gone through all the stuff. They filmed everything. It is in, It was in post production. Yeah, you don't just show a movie to to group to like your the heads or test audiences and not release that movie. If there's a problem with the movie, they will go back and redo it. Yeah, like that's what reshoots are for, mm-hmm. and you know to add extra things to make it better. I mean, that's what happened with the the Fantastic Four movie, uh, my Josh Trank fan four stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they went back and did reshoots when they felt like okay. This is turning out bad. Maybe we can fix it. And obviously it didn't work that well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's like various like reasons for why like some of these movies, you know, they, they're released. And this is just like probably the most corporate reason of not releasing a movie because it's very clear that like it doesn't like that's the reason. It's just based on money. I, like again, people are trying to make it as like, oh, it's like the real reasons because it was gonna be bad, and it's like, no, like it's at the end of the day, like it's very clear, and it's all about the money mm-hmm. with with uh, the new management at this point, and they're just like, it doesn't look like it's gonna make enough money for us, you know, let's just scrap it. But again, it's just very much like, it's you know, it's very unprecedented. It's especially like. And a lot of people tend not to know this when it comes to like a lot of Hollywood films. They are a gamble. You, when you make a movie and uh, you have an intention to release it to a mass audience, it is a gamble. Like There is a chance that it is going to be seen or not seen. It's going to be liked or not liked. It is an entire gamble on whether or not that movie is going to succeed. You can't just immediately assume that the quality is going to be bad. That's why they cut it. Before it's actually even finished, right? Like, it has to be finished first for you to give it an idea. And if you and if you watched it, and if you're someone who's like says, "Oh, the test screeners didn't like it," that's why they cut it. No, they will have they have to do changes because they have they put so much money into this. They have to find a way to make sure they recuperate that money back. That is the whole point. Now. What sucks is that these films aren't going to get released. And some people's like, oh, but they'll, I mean, whatever kind of stuff. Like, no, it sucks because, like, one, there's a fan base that really wants this. Two, like, you had an opportunity to make something interesting and good. But we're never going to see that now. And I don't know (laughs) where else to go with this because, like, it, it... Without me just looping back to what I'm usually saying right now, but because it sucks, it really does suck. Like these are people who's put a lot of time and effort, and no one's gonna be able to see it. No one's gonna be like no one's gonna know the quality of this work anymore. Like you and I were talking about this beforehand. It's like some BFX artist probably put like a lot of work into this, and he can't even use it as his resume anymore. I mean, yeah, like because you can't put a, a movie that never came out on mm. your resume, and you know that's obviously. I think that's like the real the real victims are the creatives who are working on this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of them. Because like they didn't know. All, yeah, they didn't know. And, you know, all their hard work is now basically gone down mm-hmm. the toilet. Yeah, because like, like going back to the Roger Corman uh, Fantastic Four movie, that was, that, that was never intended to come out. That was the plan. Everyone knew going in. Everyone knew when they were making it, this was never going to, you know, it was never going to come out. But thanks to like a lot of people who like, behind the scenes kind of like you know sneaked it around and you know pass it around kind of stuff people were able to watch it and maybe that'll happen here i'm not sure but like again like the creators who worked on this the vfx artists the costume designers all these people that the cinematographers the director they didn't know they got screwed over and that's the and if you're trying to find like a reason to be upset about it that's the reason to be upset about it because like that sucks. People worked hard for this, wanting to make a good product, and they'll never be seen in, in July Day. And yeah, I think I think that's a good point to end that on, because <laughs> it it sucks really. Yeah, I know. But hopefully, um, 
I'm not saying you shouldn't still release the movie under like some like cool torrent website for people to watch and then we just like share I'm not saying any of that I'm not saying any of that but if you want to go for it I don't, I don't care um but let's go to something a little more on the other side of the comic book world Marvel has just announced their phase five and six at San Diego comic-con and we're gonna be talking about those right now because there's a there's a lot of things to talk about and it, it does feel a little weird to make a little switch transition like that, but... I mean, yeah. Um, to be fair, like, it's, it's big news, obviously. It's still big news, yes. Yeah, like, the next, you know, couple of phases, I mean... Uh, We're calling this the Multiverse Saga now. Is that the official term? Yes. Okay. We are fin- We just finished Phase 4, and we're heading into Phase 5. Well, I mean, Phase 4 ends with Black Panther later this year. Yeah. But, yeah. That we- one looks good. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Because, I don't know. For me, I I know, like, there's, uh, people have differing opinions of how Phase 4 has been so far. Uh, but I, I honestly find it super weird that uh, we're ending a phase of Marvel, of the MCU, without, like, a big, like, get-together event or, like, some big... Mm-hmm. game-changing event because that's how it that's how it feels with uh, a lot of the phases that they do sort of well i guess with the exception of phase three because uh technically the last movie in phase three was uh uh far from home well that's we're getting uh ant-man and, and yeah ant-man was the end of phase two but generally the the phases of marvel movies have one big movie that like you know that basically yeah. like Changes the status quo. Obviously, yeah. Phase 1 ends with the Avengers. You know. Uh, phase 2, you have Avengers 2. Mm-hmm. You know. There's a lot of, like, big changing moments there. Phase 3, I mean, Civil War, the Infinity Game, Infinity War, Endgame. You know, just a lot of big stuff going around. <laughs> so. Well, I is... feel like it's also just, like, their goodbye to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I won't lie. That's probably how this movie is definitely going to be sort of uh, framed as, considering, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman died of uh, cancer a couple years ago, and they were very adamant of, like, we're not going to replace, you know, mm-hmm. him. And, like, so, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, uh, we, we aren't seeing uh, him as the Black Panther ever again, or any actor as, like, that version of T'Challa, you know? Because mm-hmm, he... Because one thing you can't take away from that, he he took that role and made it something. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a standout, and it's kind of hard not to, like... Like, a lot of people want to replace him, I totally understand, but I also totally understand the idea that it's kind of hard to replace him because how much, like, effect of... How much weight he took onto that role, and, like, sort of, like, how much... It's kind of like, I would say, the, it's kind of like the Christopher Reeve thing, mm-hmm. where, like... He he took that and made it his own. Like we're just kind of like hard. We're like a lot of people would say Christopher Reeve is this is the best Superman mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it's it's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, I'm very hopeful for that movie. Um, at first, I was kind of iffy on the idea of an Aztec uh, Namor, but uh, God damn it, does the imagery look so good? It's taking me back. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's uh, I I I just need to see it execution wise in terms of the story. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's. Let's get into phase five. Yeah, so we're just going to do a quick rundown. We're not going to like talk about our thoughts on them. It's more like... But this one that's going to give us our thoughts, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Quantumania, which is essentially the start of the Kang stuff uh, that was brought in at in the Loki thing, but this is going to be Kang himself, because... <sighs> do I have to explain Kang, Joey? Uh, Joe, do I have to explain him? I mean, he's basically going to be the next big Marvel villain, yeah. a la Thanos. Like, he is... Yeah, basically, Which makes sense because you're because when you introduce time travel, you're gonna introduce Kang. Yeah, because yeah, his whole gimmick is time travel, going you know different, different versions of himself. Yeah, because yeah, the the guy at the end of Loki was a different version of Kang. Yeah, and you we're basically uh, at least when it comes to some of the stuff we're learning about Phase Six, uh, definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, then uh, we got Secret Invasion, which is the big culmination of I think the TV arm. Uh, yeah, like, that's, uh, definitely seems like it's gonna be based off the Secret Invasion storyline, 
which was like the scrolls like replacing people. Yeah. And it's like you can't tell who's who. Because we, we already got like hints of that with uh Far From Home. Far from home, like Nick Fury and uh, Mar- uh, Maria Hill were scrolls. Mm-hmm. You know? And we definitely get hints of like, you know, that being like, you know, and then uh No Way Home, it's like, talk to Nick Fury. It's like Nick Fury's been in space. What are you talking about? I was like who was I talking to? You know, like yeah, it's it, it definitely seems like the seeds are being planted with that, and it's gonna be interesting how that works because for the most part, the scrolls have been kind of just more or less good guys. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is now the time to be like, hey, there's actually bad guy scrolls. You know? Yeah, um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Guardians Galaxy Three, James Gunn's last Galaxy movie. Yeah, like the culmination of that. That's gonna be pretty cool to see. Yeah, Loki season two, which is gonna be fun. The Marvels, uh, we saw that a bit of that at the end of Miss Marvel. Yep, uh, you know uh, where that's that's gonna be interesting. Like that, that to me, you know how that's all gonna be because it's gonna be uh, Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. Cara Dan orders uh, Kamala Khan. That's yeah, me. yeah, we're also gonna get the Blade movie in Phase Five, uh, Ironheart, which she will make an appearance in um, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in, like, how, like, the whole Ironheart thing. Because I know in the comics, uh... She's not from Wakanda. No, yeah, she's not from Wakanda. She's, like, she's a a girl that, like, really admires Tony Stark and manages to build her own, like, Iron Man suit, right? Yeah, yeah, no, like, like, she, she, like, she, like, um, stole some, um, data from, like, Iron Man stuff. And he was like, wait, you did that? It's like it's, it's kind of badass. Well played. <laughs> well played. You you caught my eye, and I'm just like, I guess kind of yeah. No, Tony would be would be like, yeah, yeah. I like this kid. Yeah, and I I do I do remember there was a bit of controversy back in the, uh, like a couple years ago when it came to his uh, when in in the movie where he has a daughter Morgan and people were like gonna lose their shit. We're like, wait, is she gonna be Ironheart? This is some bull, and it's like no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I, and I still remember like when they were int- talking about uh, introducing the new Hawkeye for in the show Hawkeye. Uh, one, one, Kelvin was like, "It's gonna be his daughter." I was like, "No, Kate Bishop." He's like, "Who's Kate Bishop?" Well, uh, well, sir, let me tell you. Oh yeah, because I mean, in Endgame, you see the daughter practicing with the bow. Yeah. And so yeah, I think obviously some people be like, "Oh, maybe she's gonna be the new Hawkeye." It's like, nope, Monica Rand. You know, it's a uh, Kate, Kate Bishop. Bishop. Kate Bishop. Right Kate there. Bishop, bitch. Uh, but then uh, next we got yeah, the uh, the Egg of the Hark- Harkness show. That's gonna be interesting to me. Like I I know uh, I, it's now is it gonna be like after um, WandaVision or before? Yeah, like there's a there's a there's a bit of. You know, you could go in the very direction with it. You could be like a prequel series or just her doing stuff. It could be after post WandaVision and stuff, which mm. I mean, that's gonna be. I don't. Know. I find that interesting. I mean, I get like she was a more or less a bit of a standout character in in the in WandaVision, but I always found yeah, that Catherine Hahn. That's her name, right? Yeah, I always she was amazing. Yeah, I, I've always found it weird though. It's like, like okay, I get like. Stuff with like uh, making T- uh, Disney Plus shows with like say Miss Marvel and She Hulk and uh, Moon Knight and you know like uh, like you're all a lot of these Marvel shows are like new characters that have a lot of interesting things about mm. them. With Agatha, it's like I mean I like her. I just you don't I'm know not... if you, you don't know if you want to show about her. Yeah, I'm like I don't know if I want to show just about her. Well, like Agatha Harkness is always like an interesting character because she's just. Not only was she like the teacher of uh, of Wanda, but she's also kind of like this uh, the go to uh, nanny for like the Fantastic Four. It was back when uh, Reed, um, what was it? Reed, um, Franklin was a kid, and she was like one of the first people to know. Like, uh, yeah, your kid's powers has powers. You got some crazy powers there. Mm-hmm. And the joke was like the smartest man. The smartest, most scientific man in all of Marvel, who doesn't believe in magic, has a has a literal witch taking care of his kid. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of the joke, and um, so, but yeah, no, uh, that's where I think I don't. I'm not saying that's where they're going with, but there's 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 not much to work with, but there might be enough to like build something off there. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I'm more. I guess I'm just interested in how it will work. Mm-hmm. 
that's more of my thing. Like, what's what's gonna go on here? You know? Yeah. And then uh, the biggest one from this phase. Well, to be fair, it's I feel like the the next three are like really big mm-hmm. when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Blade's big. Yeah. I mean, but Blade. It, it, we're getting Blade. Yeah. Right? But yeah, like these next three, definitely, I think the heavy hitters of this phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we got Daredevil Born Again, which is gonna be already confirmed in an eighteen episode show. Now I don't know if it's gonna be an hour long or thirty minutes, but like, it's the return of Daredevil. Yeah, and to be fair, the latest trailer for She-Hulk, we already get a tease of Daredevil. Yes, Daredevil, and it looks like he has the, like, like the suit he has on in the Netflix show, the the red one. Mm-hmm. But instead of being red, it's the the old school yellow and red. That's interesting. I, like I know, I was like, oh. Like, because like <laughs> here's the thing, like, yeah. obviously, like, Daredevil is in the MCU, like, more or less officially at this point. Yeah. He shows up, Mad Murdock shows up in, um, for No Way Home. We, uh, we know that, uh, uh Kingpin, Kingpin is... Is, plays a prominent role in the Hawkeye show. I, did I mention Echo? Oh, wait, oh my god, we forgot about Echo. Yeah. yeah it's just hiding down there. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Who's, like, a character, uh, that was in, it was in the Hawkeye. And then, like, it has a relation to Kingpin, which means, you know... And uh, from my understanding, Daredevil will show up in, in Echo. Or may show up in Echo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it's it's just... It's pretty cool that we are getting, basically... The return. The return of Daredevil, and, like... The question is the quality, though. Yeah, it is quality. Are we going to get the same people who've worked on the Daredevil show from mm-hmm. Netflix on this show? Is it going to be a new team? And, you know, it's like, because the Daredevil Netflix show is, I think, the gold standard of Marvel TV, honestly. Yes. For for a lot of people, like, it's like one of the big, like, shows that are based off of comic book stuff. Like, right now, I think it's The Boys. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, something about the Daredevil TV show just, like, that just hits a different level, man, for me. To be fair, I think half of, like, uh, the reason why The Boys, I think people like it is that... I've heard that it's actually better than the comics. Dude, the comics suck. <laughs> I tried reading it a while back. I was like, oh god, this is just... Like, I remember someone like in the comic book YouTube stuff that I tend to watch kind of said this about the writer. Like, he's like the writer's a guy who like who just hates, com- hates superhero comics. <laughs> so, it's kind of like that. And I'm like, you know, when you say something like that, the boys makes a lot more sense. Yeah, But like, the thankfully the writers were able to like do something with that idea of what that dude wanted because the boys is just like 13 year old edge mm-hmm. like out of the edge kind of thing yeah but it's fun with with, with uh, and sometimes uh, sometimes uh, but with like also like um with really bad art in my opinion i think the artist is fine but like the, the something about the colors just did not match well with there mm-hmm. um but no they 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 took it and did something interesting with it right and then, uh, but yeah, but no, the Daredevil show for me was like, wow, you took the character, not only, you didn't change him much, but you translated him so well into TV show. You caught like a lot of things that made that character, you know, Matt, you know, on that show. Mm-hmm. The, the guilt, the, the fact that he is a man of, of, of God and like just the sheer beat down he gets into himself like he is just a normal man mm-hmm. like i'm thinking of like the season three fight with kingpin that was just like oh, beautiful um but yeah it's though it is i do say it's kind of weird they're calling it born again which i think is just a little like not like oh you know we're bringing him back <laughs> yeah i think it's definitely like a meta thing like with spider-man homecoming like, yeah one yeah it's like you know during the homecoming dance but also he's finally home yeah he's finally in the marvel universe with you know, everyone else. Everyone else. With within the Marvel time. Yeah, so like we, it's it, it's like I think Marvel like uh, Kevin Feige likes to do like those weird meta things sometimes. Yeah, but it's kind of also kind of weird because season three was born again. The storyline. Yeah, that was that was the storyline. And again, I feel like Marvel also like just likes to take titles of storylines from comics and just use them instead of like actually making them about it. Big example. Uh, Age of Ultron is not, a, in, is not 
the Age of Ultron comic book storyline because yeah. that has time travel and Wolverine and you know a lot of other stuff. And obviously, Civil War is like different from the comic Civil War in I a like lot it, of ways. In a lot of ways, I kind of like it better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it definitely works in the realm of the MCU. But there, I think I remember people being kind of upset. It's like, how can you have a Civil War movie when you only have like fifteen superheroes? Mm-hmm. This is. This isn't civil war. It's more like a civil disagreement. <laughs> I remember that. It's so stupid. Yeah, but it's still it's still a fucking good movie though. Yeah, yeah. Because one, it makes sense for them to argue, and no one is like just a complete asshole and unlikable mm-hmm. like they are in the comic. Everyone has like you know good points, yeah. unlike in the comic book. Yeah, yeah. No, like wow, Cap. I get what you're saying, but like Why you, you being... are being very unsympathetic right now, and you bring an asshole to a lot of these young Avengers. You're being kind of a dick, Cap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of Captain America. Yeah, Captain America New World Order is the first movie with uh, Sam as uh, Cap. Cap. Yeah. And I, I'm very interested to see how this works because like, I feel like the Falcon and Winter Soldier is, usually, is one of the more divisive ones, the shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does have like an interesting uh, thing going on with the idea of, you know... Passing stu- the mantle. Passing the mantle. And like you know, having um, especially bringing up the 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 factor of Isaiah Bradley, who is like a character that tend a lot of people tend not to know about. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, like a lot of people are having kind of an issue with Sam as Cap. And I'm like, wow, you just proved the point of the show. Then, <laughs> I mean that, and like I mean that's always been I think a bit of a uh, topic even in the comics as well. Mm-hmm. Like for comic book readers, you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, no, there, there was a moment in the comics, I remember this very well, it's just that, you know, um, there was a moment where Steve was able to get, you know, f- Sam out of jail because he vouched for him, and when Sam, and when Sam tried to do the same thing to an, another well-known black superhero, uh, they didn't listen to him, and rather, they kind of just kind of like, it kind of like showed its ugly face, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, sure, cap, kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you're just one step away from saying something worse um but it's like it's it's a very like topical thing and it's also and i'm i really hope they go into that i i don't think they are considering how they try to not, not to say not to say some people are saying like oh they keep it clean clean no they kind of keep it more of like yeah we there's those problems we don't but we don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. they were family friendly mm-hmm. and i get that but it's just like with, with when you have Sam as Cap, you, there's gonna be some topics that we talk about. Yeah, and hopefully, I think they'll do that. I this is totally a new, different take on the story, so we won't see any. I don't think I'll see anything from the comics from there. By the way, he's back as Cap again. Him and Steve, they have their own separate comics now. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I think it's a uh, Sentinel Liberty and uh, something of I can't remember the uh, the other one. Because, like, sometimes Cap is called the Sense of Old Liberty. Uh, and the last one is the Thunderbolts, which is, like, I guess they're, they're a little Avengers-level thing. Yeah, because I, I know the Thunderbolts mainly, they're not, like, the anti-Avengers. They're the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they're the Suicide Squad, but they don't get killed, you know? Yeah. They're basically a group of... Uh, like anti-heroes and various mm. other like you know like so- somewhat villainous but not really you know mm. like i guess anti-heroes it's like a group of anti-heroes yeah that are more or less government uh sponsored which i think is what's happening in terms of like the small storylines in between uh mm. like talking to the winter soldier and all that stuff like with u.s agent and um um i forget her name uh basically the next black widow Mm-hmm. like her like oh yelena yeah yelena like uh we've like uh that lady like she's basically seems like she's sort of gathering her own little group of more or less avengers because mm-hmm. they're basically they do the th- like dirty work for the government more or less yeah they have no problem with our from what i know i know there's a i don't know why i remember seeing when they announced that i saw a freaking image of like the potential Thunderbolt cast, and for whatever reason they put Deadpool there. <laughs> now that would be pretty funny. It would be funny if just out of nowhere, just Deadpool just shows up and is part mm-hmm. of the team. It's like, hey, I'm here now because we haven't gotten like a Deadpool three. Yeah. 
what we know, I think Ryan Reynolds has said like they're they they're planning on making a Deadpool and, three. And it's gonna be rated R, and it's, it has this full yeah, like of Marvel. Yeah, like straight up, like everyone agrees, like yeah, let's just let Deadpool work as he's been working so far. Let's not mess with much. But I think it's more like where do we put it in the MCU mm-hmm. time, like thing. Uh, but but yeah, it's. Yeah, I guess that is probably going to be like the, one of the big status quo changes of like, yeah, the Avengers haven't been really around much, so mm-hmm. you know maybe in that sort of vacuum of not a lot of uh, you know big superhero teams, you know yeah. like the government decides screw it, let's just make our own superhero team, Thunderbolts, let's go. Yeah, well we we'll see how that turns out really. Um, it's gonna be weird because the actor who played Thunderbolt Ross passed away. Yeah, which is like half of the reason why uh, they're called the Thunderbolts. Because mm-hmm. he's the one in charge of them. He's the Amanda Waller of the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So honestly, I think, um, I think one of the more interesting things off the top of my head is that, um. Like, because I know in, like, the comics, like, eventually Norman Osborn takes control of the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that maybe the MCU version of Norman Osborn shows up here, but it'd be kind of interesting, you know well, what I mean? Well, they have teased in um, freshman year, which is going to be it's slightly inspired or somewhere in the the, the canon of the MCU, mm-hmm. where they're, instead of it's of Tony Stark, it's Norman Osborn. And I'll just say this: God damn, does that show catch my interest? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, who knows? They might bring him that way. Yeah. Um, now, the next phase is the one I'm probably gonna have problems with, and that is phase six, which you only have three confirmed films. The rest are are unconfirmed shows slash films that we have. Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Avenger, which we don't know what much about Fantastic Four. Uh, they're still looking for a director because John Watts did help out. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't know if John Krasinski is attached. Mm-hmm. I think that was more done for for the for the, la- for the shits and giggles. Uh, Avengers, Kang's Dynasty, which of course because if you're you know doing Kang, that's gonna be the big guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's Secret Wars. I'll let you take over for a minute. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, because they pushed back a bit, uh, Fantastic Four, so now it's gonna be part of Phase Six, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, Kang is, I think, tied to the Fantastic Four in in in, in, in interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fact that I think the 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 crazier thing about you know the Avengers movies that have been uh, uh, announced mm-hmm. is that apparently they're gonna be in the same year. Yes. Like, you get Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars in the same year. Which, I mean, first of all, the Kang Dynasty thing, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's because uh, it's going to be straight up probably just them trying to, like, fight different Kangs. Because I know that is a thing. That, like, Kang basically has different versions of himself. And that he sometimes joins forces with his different versions. Mm. So, yeah, that's going to be... And interesting, and the Secret Wars thing, it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, like I think you, y- I, I understand that that's sort of the big thing for you, because Secret Wars, you know, being the net is sort of like the the essential end game style, I guess, event. Yeah. Simply because it seems like this is maybe taking inspiration from the Secret Wars story that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, the John McCabe one that came out around 2014, 15. Um, that one, especially with uh, Multiverse of Madness and talking about incursions and different multiverses and stuff, that's, and the name Multiverse of Madness kind of stuff. That's what it's essentially going with. Now, the my big issue with, with this is that, and it's kind of like a, the thing I've been talking about for the for these past few phases of Marvel, is that they're really really like um, putting you through the gauntlet. 
of of stuff because it's the both of these movies come out it three years from now, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's too much. That's too soon. For me, I feel like it a fa- the phases work better when they're spread out, giving them enough time and ensuring them the quality of the writing. Um, I don't like how they're how fast they're pulling this off. Granted, I don't know. Maybe they can pull it off, and they're just using the title. Um, there's also another book between like Secret War, Secret War Sue, and the one John Haven called Secret War, where that one was like. Oh yeah, no. There was a. We sent some superheroes to Laveria, and none of them remember. Mm. Hence the secret war. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if they go with something like that, I think it makes more sense for me. Um, because it's called Multiverse, so obviously they're gonna go with the Jaffa Hitman storyline. And for that one, that was more of like a Doom and a Reed kind of thing. So I don't know what's going on here. Um, for me, I think it's still still too soon for any of that. I feel like spacing it out and maybe giving it a different maybe giving it a different name kind of thing will be better. Um, not sure really. It's it's. I'm not saying I don't have a lot of confidence, but I'm saying like, man, I don't know how this is gonna work with a lot of audiences. I mean, I get what you mean, uh, but at the same time, when I think about how long each phase of Marvel has been, like, phase one was four years. Yeah, when you think about it. Because uh, it was it was Iron Man in two thousand eight and it ends with uh, Avengers in twenty twelve, and then uh, Iron Man three in twenty thirteen till no actually not now that I think about it because Iron Man came out Iron Man three was the mm-hmm. start of Phase two and that was in twenty thirteen and then basically Ant Man ends Phase two in twenty fifteen yeah. So I mean, not to say I think what it is is more sort of uh, there's a lot of content, and we're not exactly sure which content really fits into the overarching story of the MCU at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's more. I think that's more or less half of the reason why it feels a bit jumbled and why Phase Four has been very, uh, I guess, very lukewarm mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Because it's like, okay, but where we're we going? I mean, uh, yeah, we got multiverse stuff happening, but it's like, it doesn't feel like that significant, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home definitely feels, I think, the most significant when it comes to using like multiverse kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, I kind of thought that maybe it's more of a I, mean, I I think I agree that like it, it's gonna be very interesting how they pull off maybe this whole secret war story because it is mm-hmm. like from what I gather from the, from that storyline it like Doom basically gets like super powerful cosmic cosmic powers he becomes God Emperor of the world. so essentially what happens is the incursions uh, an alien race called the Beyonders which retcon but sure who cares. It works with the story. He essentially all the planets are just being destroyed, colliding with each other, and cause which eventually leads to the collision between the six sixteen ten universe, ultimate universe, and the six one six universe. And it also includes the mutants with like Molecule Man, but essentially, you know, through Molecule Man, Doctor Doom with the help of Strange is able to get like God Emperor power, God powers, and essentially makes his own world called Battle World where. You would find like different like f- f- sections of worlds that are kind of their own little thing. It, it was a great excuse to do like um, uh, not spinoffs. What do you call them? <laughs> um, crossovers. Not crossovers, but like like uh, tie-in comics. So like, mm. oh, you want to know what happens in that pot in that little chunk of of the world? Go read that comic where it's like, what if? And that what if? But like, hey, Mary Jane and Peter are still together and they have a daughter called Annie. Hey, you want to see like Captain America go through the Savage Lands and his cool gladiator like armor riding a freaking T Rex to fight a bunch of Hulks? That sounds badass, doesn't it? It was pretty badass. I really enjoyed that one. Honestly, when I think about it, if they are, if they want to do something like that, 
that storyline of Secret Wars, mm-hmm. or at least adapt something like that. Yeah. Part of me feels like maybe like the big brain moment is that the next phase is literally just movies about like that. You know what I mean? That's what I would love, dude. That'd be nuts. Cause I would, you know what I would love to see? Cause one of my favorite tie-ins was a uh, Ghost Racers. It's like, hey, let's take Death Race, but make it with Ghost Riders. <laughs> yeah, cause like I mean that seems like that was like I think the the interesting thing about mm. the Secret Wars is that it does turn into like uh like just it's all the universes colliding, and then you know at the end of the day it's it basically is used as like an excuse to basically reset the Marvel universe in a way. Yeah. To have stuff like have uh, Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe actually be part of the regular Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I think it, it's going to be interesting seeing how all that goes down. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of reasons to be, to be looking to be interested in, excited maybe, in the in the coming uh, phases. But like I said, um, it's a wait and see. Mm-hmm. It's a big wait and see. Anyways, that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um... Be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are most active on Instagram at the Geeks Interiors. And if you're on Instagram, you'll find a link to, you to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. You also find a link to the YouTubes where you can like, comment, subscribe for all you audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. There you go. You also have a link to a Patreon where you can support us in any for- in in any form of way. Anyway, guys, it's been me, your boy Eli, me Joe. Good to be back and good to have this conversation. We'll be talking about more stuff later as the coming weeks. And yeah. Anyways, guys, have a good one. Peace.